Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Ben has the day off, but I'm glad to say my good acquaintance and friend, John Shipman, is here. Sunbury business person. Still active in some business endeavors, right? Correct. Yeah. Consulting. Pull that mic one inch closer, but not too close. All right. Fabulous. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for coming in. John Shipman is here. Very active in a wide range of endeavors, including the community college. We just heard an ad for that. So trying to get that uh, situated around here. And you got some sticking to my, I mean, there's some folks that say it might not be ideal. So uh, we'll, we'll have to keep pushing. And so we will. Absolutely. We'll make it's that happen. really needed in the area. It's, it fills a slot that, that the, the other institutions really don't feel, fill. And it pr- will provide technical education at a reasonable cost. If you uh, want to go to Penn College, obviously you understand that that's not as affordable anymore for the average person. Right. I remember when it was uh, Williamsport Area Community College, and uh, it was a go-to place for folks who said, well, I need some sort of a degree or a reasonably priced step up right. into college or a four-year degree. So uh, it's really just another Penn State uh, set of classes, probably great school. It is. I know I taught one of the classes there a couple semesters, one of the broadcasting classes. So uh, it was uh, had a wide range of students at the time as well. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. This is the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. We're going to be talking about the uh, January 6th Select Committee that w- met last night on television. We can talk about that. I'd love to hear your impression of that. I, I did not follow much about what it was going to be in advance, but uh, I'm going to say a little disappointed that it was so pointed at President Trump last evening. I almost thought that the hearing would be sort of an objective affair where you start to hear uh, what what happened. I understand President Trump is, uh, you know, 30%, 40% culpable for what happened. I certainly get that. But I thought the hearing might be a little more objective, but it wasn't. So we'll get your impression on that. Uh, we got inflation, 8.6%. If you didn't hear the CBS News, the latest measuring stick, I guess that would be for last month. I, I don't quite, or last quarter or something along that line. Last month. Last month it was. Okay, thank you. So that's there. So... Um, yeah, of course, gasoline prices rising up there, and gasoline prices just super inflationary. And you're going to see a lot of things really start to slow down. Tour buses, uh, local sports teams that like to do traveling. Um, just to, and, and, of course, if you got it, a truck brought it, and diesel fuel going up again. Over right? six bucks. Okay. So, yeah. <clears throat> so if you got it, a truck's paying too much for the fuel, and it's going to cost you more. As our hour progresses today, we're going to talk to CBS News correspondent Scott McFarland. That will be at 
8.30 this morning. Uh, we will be talking, or 9.30 this morning. We'll talk to him, and uh, he's been covering these hearings. He did not get much sleep because uh, I viewed some of the recorded CBS commentary on this that was recorded at midnight last night, and he was on the panel discussion, so now he's back <laughs> at it commenting today. So uh, he uh, didn't get too much sleep last night. All right, so these are the topics. Oh, we were going to talk to a woman from Spotlight PA. Charlotte Keith wrote that story about the broadband. We decided to reschedule that to next week because of the uh, January 6th committee. I sort of didn't personally anticipate maybe the import of it, but then when I saw it last night, I thought, oh, I shouldn't have rescheduled it. <laughs> we could have gone through with that. So, all right, we'll take your opinion on these. we got gun legislation making its way through Washington. Democrats are trying to do a quick end around in Washington or in Harrisburg, too, to make sure that some gun laws get brought up. Saw that in the Daily Item today, so that's happening, and we would love to hear from your uh, your opinion on these topics today. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number on the market sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. You can email us at on the market WKOK.com and text us at 70236. We would just uh, love to hear from you today. Got some callers standing by. Stan dials up early some days, and he's first in line. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. So you expected the January 6th committee hearings to be objective? Is that what I heard you say, Mark? <laughs> well, I, um, <laughs> I just wasn't surprised how anti-Trump, I, I just was surprised how anti-Trump they were. I, Even though, I, you know, I'm not sure that, I guess I don't think of Liz Cheney as uh, being so anti-Trump, but I, I don't pay super duper duper close to her, so, you know, that's just me. But other people saw it last night and thought, oh, this is great. You know, democracy was attacked. Here are the facts. Other folks said, oh, no, this is just a Trump attack. I don't need this. And, you know, watch something else. So um, I think there was something there for everybody last night, at least briefly. It's, it's been anti-Trump since day one. Okay. So I don't know what you've been watching, Mark, but it's been anti-Trump since day one. But that being said... Did, did they did they bring out uh, what Pelosi did the days before it happened about security around the Capitol? Was that brought up last night? Because personally, I'll tell you, I John. didn't watch it. I turned it on for about two minutes, and and the chairman was up there. They had just sworn in, I think, the two cops, the lady and the guy, the cops, and and then he started rambling, and it was like, yeah, I can't watch this. It just you know put me to sleep. So I did not watch it. So I'm going to ask you. Did they bring up anything about uh, Pelosi refusing help with security the d days leading up to January 6th? Not a word. Or, not a word. That's what I figured. Did they also bring out any new video from the security cams that nobody's seen, like all of them? Has that been brought out? Well, they, they, they showed some that they said were never seen before, but they looked like all the rest, so I, I couldn't tell any difference. Oh, the but they, they, they only they only pick out the worst of it, correct? They don't show all of it. Well, and of my course. understanding, there's like ten thousand hours worth of video. Yeah, there's a lot, but uh, what I saw last night um, didn't. I mean, it, they said this is new, but it it looked pretty much like the other stuff we've seen for the last year and a half. So, uh, if there was something new, I, I, I it looked like all the rest. 
Well, that, that, that's what I fear, because they, they're not going to show anything that doesn't show their, you know, uh, advance their narrative. So we all know that, because yesterday, or was it the day before, yesterday morning or the day before, whichever day it was, in Michigan, they arrested one of the candidates for governor out there as a political ploy, because they say he was on the grounds, and he was standing in a crowd where the where the, some of the people were being a little aggressive with the cops. Now they never the FBI has admitted that he didn't go into the building, but he was just on the grounds. So they charged him with four misdemeanor charges, whatever they were. I'm sure one of them was trespassing, and he was there. Okay, but they didn't say he touched anybody or attacked anyone. So this is all political because it's been a, a year and a half, and they're just bringing this up because. He's ahead. He's the lead GOP candidate in Michigan to running for governor in the primaries. And Whitmer, of course, needs to go out there because she's a feckless leader and just nothing but a tyrant. So, you know, the political games are getting pretty pretty aggressive here, don't you think? Well, and I think the, uh, the the hearing, of course, was pretty one-sided last night. And if if anybody learns something new, good for them. You know, it's going to lead to more charges, or more accusations, anyway, against President Trump. So uh, I'm not quite sure what new could come out of it. I mean, as he's already been impeached for what happened January 6th and his actions. And we know that he was lying about the you know the election being stolen, and we know other people encouraged him to stop lying. We are already knew that, although we haven't heard right. Bill Barr say BS on TV in a while, so that was kind of an eye-opener. I'd kind of looked down to my laptop, and I like looked up through my bifocals, and I'm like, what? Did I just hear that? So anyway, but that was fun. But anyway, yes, okay, so what are we going to learn new? I guess that, but in the weeks ahead, maybe we'll get that Nancy Pelosi comment that you're looking for, and another person says, you would think the January 6th committee was, if they were legitimate, they would at least like to know why some of the doors were actually opened by police. Yeah, I remember that narrative right afterward in the days ahead. I haven't heard much about that. But if this is comprehensive, you know, I would think that's going to happen. Nancy Pelosi's in charge of security at the Capitol, so I think in some ways, or she's one of the deciders anyway, so I think it would be a pretty glaring omission if they never talk to her. But do you know if they're ever going to talk to her? I don't think that she's ever been interviewed by the committee, and I doubt that she will be. Um, Again, I, I, I... you know, there's no excuse for what happened. I, I, you know, what happened was a was a terrible situation. Um, did Donald Trump uh, encourage it? Um, I'm, he may have to some degree. Um, I think some people came there already had their mind made up what they were going to do. Uh, I think that's been proven. Uh, the other thing we didn't hear anything about is all the FBI agents that were involved in monitoring and tracking and probably even encouraging some of what went on. So, you know, this is going to be a one-sided thing. It's a, it's a show trial. It's the kind of stuff that dictatorships do uh, when they have somebody they want to take down. So uh, I think that's where we're at. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stan. Anything else to say? We'll give you another second here. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot. You know, you said it was mostly one-sided. No, Mark, it was all one-sided. Because oh, okay. did they have anybody that opposed <laughs> What was being said there? That was, you know, had a different opinion oh, on no. that thing last night. No, I don't think so. Well, they they didn't because. So, thank you, Stan. Yep, thanks. 
Nancy Pelosi uh, took all those people that uh, the, the Republicans had nominated to the committee. She uh, disapproved them from the committee. So the only people that are on there were, are Democrats and a couple of never-Trump Republicans. All right. One of our listeners says, Lawrence, you are 100% right, but don't forget the big takeaway is seeing how organized it was. Not a random large crowd that just got out of control. No. Organizers were at the lead of it. Many other people followed. Uh, Buzz, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hi, guys. Quickly, I just wanted to say how uh, I, I laugh every time I hear somebody say, well, it's all political. Well, everything's political. I mean, Mike, what, what did you expect? You know, I mean, last night was the truth of what went on. And if you don't agree with that and you have truth, proof that it's alive, then bring it forward. But uh, quickly, I would say that uh, if you supported Trump in 2020, you're a loser. And if you still support him, you're a traitor. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, boy, okay? that's that, that's helped glue in the country back together. we got to get some good name calling Absolutely. going Absolutely. I'm done with I'm done with that. <laughs> right. Thank you. Gotcha. Bye. All right. Thank you, Buzz. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Tom, last caller before a quickie break. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Yeah, I kind of figured you guys were going to try to sweep this under the table, being that this is a right-wing wacko show. Uh, <laughs> this nonsense years of it's only 30, you you find him 30% responsible, it's ridiculous. He's 100% responsible. Had he not, had he not said, even before, even before the election even started, I mean, a year before, a year or two before the election even started, he said, if I don't win, this election is fixed. Well, he started before the 2016 election, saying that if he lost... Well, I know he did. He started before the 2016 election with this garbage, and he, and he started with this other, you know, and it's ridiculous. He is 100% responsible for what happened. Had he kept his mouth shut and said, if I lose the election, I will... Uh, pass over peacefully. I will give the office to the next president. But he didn't say that. He said, if I lose, if I lose, if this election was fixed, and he's the one that started all this stuff, he is 100% responsible for what happened, and you guys can try to sweep it under the table all you want. I know what kind of a show this is. I know what kind of guests you get. I know what kind of people call your show mostly right-wing wackos. And, you know, you Losers, gotta, you gotta I think, is what up. I'm this hearing. Started anyway. this. Okay. And his own, his own daughter, his own daughter doesn't even believe that he won. He, she said she believes Bill Barr. Bill Barr says that Donald Trump lost the election, and she has respect for Bill Barr. And Bill Barr said it was a bunch of BS what Trump was trying to do. His own mathematical guy told him that he lost the election. Everybody told him he lost the election, but he had to continue this big lie. He wouldn't accept it. Okay, right, Tom, stand by. Hold on, Tom. Hold on, Tom. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, let's 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 say this. Every human being is responsible for their own behavior. No one can blame someone else for their bad behavior. We are each 
responsible as American citizens to behave in a way that promotes our country and and promotes the democracy that we all pretend to, to say that we support. So those people that stormed the Capitol, you can say Donald Trump was 100% responsible, but every one of those people was responsible for their own actions, and that's the way it is. All right, Tom, a response. Please go right ahead. Well, I agree. I agree those people are responsible for what they did, but he's responsible 100% for egging them on and starting this. Had he accepted the election and, and peacefully transferred power, none of this would have happened. None of it. So he is 100% responsible there. All right, we got and, you. And this is just this here was just a this here was just a like a opening statement. They didn't really get into a lot of things. I mean, they just more or less told you what was going to happen over the next six or seven seven meetings. But they did prove. They did prove through all the witnesses that he was told that he lost the election and he would not accept it. That's right. a that's a fact. That came out in the meeting. That's right. a fact. Yep, no argument there. Well, and I think he certainly did uh, foment the division and whoop up the crowd a certain extent with his remarks at the ellipse that day. And so uh, I, I don't think he doesn't have any responsibility, but I think there's a half a he dozen... He has 100% pe- uh, responsibility okay, no, I get that for, for his action. But I think there's there, there were half a dozen people along the way who could have beefed up security there and didn't. Nancy Pelosi, one of them, and President Trump was one of them. And I think a lot of his... Remarks. So I think he's, you know, if this were a civil jury, you couldn't find him 100% responsible, plus the people who did it on their own 100% responsible. I mean, an incident can't be 200% uh, uh, caused by people. That's not how it works. So I, I certainly think he bears a lot of responsibility, and certainly more than any responsible well, you man know, should well, have you done. You can just keep, keep your game up, keep your game up, and, <laughs> okay. and try to... Yeah, I know you don't want to make your, your uh, sponsors mad and your... <laughs> listeners mad by agreeing with me i understand how this works you have to have you have to have sponsors to keep the radio station going i understand what's going on here <laughs> well thank okay. you okay. i understand you're not going <laughs> to agree you. with me because you don't want to make your sponsors mad you don't want to make your listeners mad so it has to be we can't go too hard on Donald Trump, even though he is a nobody said about that. the worst There's thing that ever happened. Nobody, in this country, but that's okay. I understand what you're doing. All right, thank you. You do Tom. it all the time. That's what goes on here. I have to cut you off because of my sponsors. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, we got to go. Well, thank you, Tom. That's what's going on here. You have oh, it re- is. you have responsibility to your sponsors. You're not going to get say too much, too bad, because you don't want to make your sponsors mad. And you don't want to make your listeners mad. I understand what's going on here. Tom, a lot of the things you call and make sense, but sometimes you are out well, of I your made, mind. Well, I made perfect sense. <laughs> and if you don't think that isn't perfect sense, there's something wrong with you. Uh, okay. Anyway. All right. That's fine. Our sponsors have absolutely nothing to do with what is said and what is not said. If you get out of the Sunbury Motor Company and you ask them what the, uh, or the, all the other sponsors that are in the show, they, uh, they would say, uh, on the mark. Uh, we listen to it while we can, but this is a workplace. So, anyway, John. Well, you know, what, one of the problems we have in this country is we have about 35 or 40 percent that believe 
on one extreme and 45, you know, 35 or 40 percent, I believe, on the other. And you can't convince them any different. They're right. They know everything. Everybody else, everybody else is wrong and they're right. And that's the problem we have in this. We can't talk to each other in a civil way. We can't even have an intelligent discussion. All we do is call each other names and so forth. And I think that's unfortunate. And we need to get away from that. And we need to be able to get back to the point where we can have a civil discussion uh, on what reality is or is not. And uh, that's where we need to be. But we're not there, unfortunately. One of our good listeners sends us a note and says, yeah, while you're also riveted on the January 6th committee, you are missing the virtual reality goggles that the Republicans are wearing as they look for Hunter Biden's laptop. All right, hold on, Van. I got to hit that break. Uh, thank you, everybody who called so far. Uh, we might have time for another speedy dialer before the top of the hour. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. I didn't want to be a part of it, and that's one of the reasons that went into me deciding to leave when I did. I observed, uh, I think it was on December 1st, that, you know, how can we, you can't live in a world where, where the incumbent administration stays in power based on its view, unsupported by specific evidence. Bill Barr, during his deposition, uh, when he wasn't saying that something that the president was doing was baloney, was the word that I think he right. used <laughs> last night. Or, well, or something it, like that. Right, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, boy, that was an eye catcher. Anyway, uh, Van, thank you for waiting through the break. Uh, you are on the mark. Go right ahead. Good morning. You know, if January 6th would, would have been a true insurrection, there would have been many, many people that would have been killed down there. I believe it was a protest, and I believe there was people mixed in that group that wanted to have the things happen that led to arrest of the people. But, you know, you know the people, they claim five people died down there. I know I heard some of the police officers had heart attacks and things like that that ended up leading to their death, but they were not directly killed by any of the so-called insurrectionists. But, of course, Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed by an officer that you know the name the name did come out a while back i forget the guy's name but there was no charges against that man and he shot her you know in the neck she was unarmed and he got away with with killing ashley babbitt you don't hear much talk about that well wasn't he defending the capitol it wasn't that his job as a peace officer to defend the capitol and she was breaching and trespassing Okay, do you think that anyone that walked in those doors then should have been shot and killed? I know you said you're against the death penalty, and I discussed with you yesterday about that, but there were officers walking next to people that entered that building, and none of them shot shot anybody. 
besides that officer that shot Ashley Babbitt, who was on the other side of the door. He shot through the glass and hit her in the neck. Well, this is what we have, a, a double standard in some ways. There, there's a concept called reasonable use of force. What is reasonable use of force? The big uh, chant of the defund the police is that police use more force than is necessary. And I believe that good officers use only the force that is necessary to do their job. And I don't think that that officer, I think he went beyond. I don't, she was kind of trying to crawl through a window uh, when he shot her. And, uh, you know, I think that goes way beyond reasonable use of force. Every police officer should use reasonable force to enforce the law. But when you shoot somebody that's unarmed, uh, unless they're coming after you with a knife or something like that, uh, and you feel you're defending yourself, I think that's uh, more than reasonable use of force. And I, I, I agree in some cases that police officers do use more than reasonable use of force, and we have seen some of them convicted and go to jail because of that. So uh, it's a balance, but I, I agree. I think that he, he used more than reasonable use of force. This is not a, a, a great guy, by the way, left his handgun in the men's room one time and so forth. So <laughs> Go ahead, Van. <clears throat> And, and two, you know, I, I don't remember of President Trump saying and calling names of people that he wanted, you know, to be harmed. He never called for anyone to be harmed. And what Chuck Schumer did back in 2020, when he threatened two justices on the Supreme Court, that is, is a pretty, uh, I think, bold statement that he suffered no consequences for. And even after this attempted assassination that takes place, there's no talk of, hey, maybe Chuck Schumer ought to be you know, impeached over this because there needs to be a, a, a change in the rhetoric. I mean, there's, there's this talk that you know, the, the name-calling and stuff, you know, the, the identifying the, the right as Nazis and you know, white supremacists and you know, they're the, you know, calling Donald Trump Hitler and this stuff, and there's people out there that have mental issues that they start believing stuff they hear all the time. It's called propaganda, and they hear this stuff all the time. And no wonder a guy went and tried to assassinate Justice Kavanaugh. He probably buys all the garbage. All right, we got you, Van. Call back if you need another minute. Uh, we appreciate you checking in this morning. Thanks for your opinions. Uh, we are talking, was it justified force, the shooting of Ashley Babbitt? Uh, we've certainly talked about that in the past. The big hearing last night, plus there's gun law changes pending. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. We're going to open up the phones again. We'd love to hear from you. At 9.30 this morning, we'll talk to Scott McFarland, who's an experienced CBS News correspondent, was at the hearing last night and was on TV till about midnight. So, And then he was popped up again this morning at 6 o'clock. So just like in election night, not too much sleep uh, for the CBS uh, crew. Now, we'd love to hear from you. January 6th, Select Committee had their meeting last night. You uh, have heard 
Bird. That's uh, CBS, of course, carried it, and so did ABC and NBC. I didn't see it on PBS, and it wasn't on the main Fox channel last night. I believe they had it on. Uh, we talked about the fact that it was going to be on Fox Business. I did not check to see that it that it was there. So that's our topic today. We got a half a dozen texts we can look at, and a couple of emails. We'll be more than happy to read those very shortly on the air. I'm going to do news headlines now. But if you like to talk to us, call us now one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. I think unanswered, rather than the specifics of what happened uh, in the testimony and so on, was what was that? Was that uh, positioning themselves for the midterm elections? One of the CBS stories that they wrote this morning for us uh, says uh, this is the very first line about the very first story that you would read if you were following using CBS to cover this. It says five months before the midterms, meaning, of course, this is all related to electioneering and then the House Selection Committee, blah, 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 on the deadly insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. So if you have a thousand people on Capitol Hill and a dozen are seditionists, is the whole thing an insurrection? Well, and you know, uh, the people that went to the that walked up the, the hill were a couple of thousand. There was a, there were tens of thousands down on the mall. But uh, everyone has the right to protest, but no one has the right to damage other people's property, including the people's property, and the, the, the Capitol building is the people's property. So when you start doing that kind of stuff, it goes beyond. And I agree. I think there were certain elements that had planned this, and, and we're going to make this protest really, really nasty. And I think maybe some of the people that walked up the hill, like we just heard, uh, this guy who was running for, for uh, um, uh, the uh, governorship in Michigan. He walked up the hill. He, uh, he didn't even go in the building as far as I know. Uh, he was just standing in the crowd. Okay. And so now the they have arrested him for... Oh, past police lines, where the police lines used to yeah, be. Yeah, where they used the to be, pin? but there weren't any police lines there at that okay, point. Right. So now they've arrested him. The FBI's charging with four misdemeanors. Uh, it really smacks of it being a political hit job because he didn't do anything that you and I probably wouldn't have done if we were in the crowd. Well, it's like Doug Mastriano, <laughs> when he camp, when uh, somebody's doing a story about him, sometimes they'll say, and he was at the January 6th insurrection. <laughs> well... <laughs> Uh, how many people were at it, per se? And it wasn't an insurrection anyway, but how many people were at it? I mean, what, thousands there at were, the ellipse? There were tens of thousands down on the at mall. The ellipse, I think okay. it was something like 180,000 or something were down on the mall to hear the president speak. Only about 2,000 of those actually went up on Capitol Hill. And only a fraction of those, 20 or 25 percent of those, actually entered the Capitol. So uh, to call it, I think there were some people intended to be an insurrection, uh, but I don't think the majority of people had any intent of that. Uh, they were angry. They were upset. They were going to express their displeasure. Uh, but once they entered the building, they crossed the line. All right. 1-800-795-9565. want to weigh in on this on the mark sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, who have absolutely positively no interest in influencing, nor do we do any influencing of the show because of a sponsor. Just, uh, just to clarify that with Tom. Our toll-free line is open. Call us one 800 You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236 and avoid the keyword, or use the keyword, don't avoid the keyword, 
use the keyword OTM. Some very brief news headlines here. Uh, it was a 50-year-old effort, a man who died in that head-on collision in Elysburg. Happened Tuesday afternoon. Northumberland County Coroner is out with the details, but uh, no other details being uh, released by police at this time. The man's name, Ray Weir of Effort, died in that crash. The U.S. House Wednesday approved the Protecting Our Kids Act and sent it on to the Senate. It's a series of bills restricting access to firearms and ammunition. Our correspondent David Payne reports a Pennsylvania senior U.S. senator is calling for passage in his chamber as well. Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut, Senator Bob Casey's position was no new gun laws would help. In the wake of the most recent gun violence, Casey has had a change of heart, telling CNN that as a nation we can no longer afford to stand by and do nothing. It's totally contrary to the American experience to surrender to a problem. We didn't surrender World War II. We didn't surrender after 9-11. We stopped terrorists from flying airplanes into buildings. And we can do the same thing on gun violence. The bill approved by the U.S. House would, among other things, raise the minimum age to purchase rifles from 18 to 21, ban large capacity ammunition magazines, and toughen penalties for trafficking firearms. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Two items from the AP. First, they say the U.S. Supreme Court will allow elections officials to count mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania that lack the handwritten date if they were received in time. The unsigned order Thursday applies specifically to a Lehigh County judicial election in 2021, but has implications for the next election in Pennsylvania. No apparent implication for the U.S. Senate election that was very close. Uh, the uh, David McCormick can and Mamet Oz declared the winner in that particular race. Less than 1,000 votes separated them. And state lawmakers are advancing proposed new limits, not on firearms, but fireworks in response to growing complaints after a five-year-old state law, which was really passed so that he could get some revenue out of taxing the fireworks. Now, that's an editorial comment. But anyway, House of Representatives voted 160 to 38. Now that they have some money in Harrisburg, they'll back down a little bit on the fireworks. Is that a safe? Am I pretty right? I think you're pretty okay. right there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, they just did it to get some money, and then, of course, everybody complained, including the cats in our house that just flip out beyond recognition when this happens. But... Uh, yeah, but, you know, 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, that's a little crazy. Plus, I think there have been some fires at homes and businesses because of fireworks. A few. Not, it's not a huge thing. Okay, one other thing. Uh, no good deed goes unpunished. Burger King Corporation hoped to unveil some pride whoppers, but learned even before they unveil them that they missed the mark. They're getting some backlash. Uh, the pride whoppers, with all the fixings, were going to be distributed with two same-side buns. In other words, you would get the pr whopper, and it would have two bun tops on top, uh, on the top and the bottom, and other people would get two bottoms. They would get, <laughs> can you, um, this has to be a joke. Anyway, but uh, AP or CBS uh, reports this. Uh, other people would get, uh, the bun would be two bottoms at the top and the bottom of the bun, depending upon, what, you know, which one you got. I guess you can make a request. You get it your way, right? So I would like two tops. I guess. Anyway. All right. But then they decided later that misses the mark, and they are not going to introduce the <laughs> double-bottomed <clears throat> buns. Okay. I guess I have to do hit the callers. All right. Al, you're on the mark. Got a question. What do you suppose would have happened if uh, they would have listened to President Trump and uh, 
Pelosi would have, you know, taken his uh, offer of having 20,000 National Guards there and harden the defenses for that day? Do you think they would have a narrative left, or do you think there would have been no uh, riot that day on January 6th? Well, I, I certainly uh, cannot imagine anybody rioting with 20,000 soldiers standing in front of the Capitol. So uh, okay. I, I would say that that probably would not have happened. Why, why do you think they refused it? It sounded like a snafu more than anything. I don't, I don't think it was politically blocked. They wouldn't have a narrative, Mark. If they would have, you know, listened and, and put all those people in place... Nothing would have happened, and then we wouldn't have anything to talk about, and then they couldn't take <laughs> up our prime time. And well, we could still be uh, talking about Mike Pence and all that debacle, where the president wanted him to f- falsify the results, but we'd still talk about he it. He wanted but him to challenge the results, not falsify them. Right, but he it, just wanted him to challenge it. Right, I got gotcha. you. That's not falsifying it. So same same thing. That there for you. No, okay? if you have empirical results and it says this is in black and white, and all of a sudden you say no, it's green. That's false. Well, we had a lot of, you know, at anything, you could say this election was tainted. And it will always be tainted unless we find out 100% what went on everywhere. You can, this election, the 2020 election, will always be tainted. And and um, the way they're handling it, it's never going to see the light of day. Um. And that's what people are upset about. And it, it takes all these little things that keep building up and building up, and then finally some people just go wacko. And then you have a January 6th. But, you know, they were forewarned, and and that could have just stopped the whole thing, and we wouldn't be talking about it. Well, I think you're probably right, but that still doesn't uh, make anyone less culpable. It doesn't make the president less culpable, and it doesn't make uh, you know the dozen or so proud boys that, that have been charged. Less it doesn't make any of the dozen or so proud boys that are charged with conspiracy to commit sedition. It doesn't make them less culpable. I think if you pl- if you plan to have a uh, insurrection and go through it, and then stay in the lead lines and are first in the building, then I think the charge is appropriate. Al will give you the last word. Go right ahead. Okay, well, if they would... if the, I'm just saying if they would investigate it and get away to the caning from the election and they would have listened to these warnings that we were going to have a problem on January 6th and had 20,000 National Guard there, we wouldn't be talking about it. That's all. All right, we got you. Well, yeah, I, I think we could, uh, if we had a different president, probably wouldn't happen either. But that's a whole other topic. Well, he said go down, march peacefully, and, you know, <laughs> your constitutional right to go ahead and protest. Right, we got you. All right, thank you so much, sir. Thanks for calling in. Yep. Uh, Lance is next. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. Mm, you bet. Why, well, uh, your previous caller there kind of stole my thunder. That's was one of the things I wanted to talk about. But... Uh, we were talking there about the uh, new gun laws and all that. Did you realize there's another constitutional right that every 18 days is instrumental in taking out more citizens under the age of 21 than what died in all the school shootings from in the last 23 years? You know what it is, right? Constitutional right? 
Well, the, yeah. the word alcohol doesn't appear there, so it's not that. Well, yeah, it does. The 21st Amendment. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's silly me. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yeah. you're right. Institutional right. All right. Have enough, right? And it's that dangerous to our children. That's doubled in the last uh, 20 years. I mean, no one seems to say anything about it. The ESG score, ecology, uh, you know, um, social and government. If you um, have a fund that has something to do with firearms, you know, in there for stocks, why that? Oh, you can't do that, but you can do it with alcohol. It's kind of weird, doesn't it? Seems Never heard of an ESG score. right? An ESG score is a measure of a company's exposure to long-term environmental, social, and governance risks that are often overlooked in traditional financial analysis. Have you heard of this? ESG? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I've read articles on it. Oh, you come up with an ESG rating for some companies. Okay. All right. What else, Lance? Go right ahead. Well, okay. We might as well uh, nail the abortion deal. Here, here's, <laughs> here's what doesn't make sense. Okay? We got it all going on here. All right. We got, okay. We have a, a given woman, right, is murdered and in the most unbelievable, horrid way. Then her body is cut up in pieces and gift-wrapped and then deposited in uh, mailboxes across the country. Now, this really happened, okay? And it was, uh, anyway, the guy got like 26 years for that. In other words, he wasn't worthy of death, correct? And the uh, ideology or the belief system of the Democratic Party says that no one can kill this guy for doing that, right? We go to the bat, go to the mat for him. So then that self-same woman is not killed, but instead has an unfortunate encounter with one of those fast-talking, handsome Harrys and winds up with a little baby kicking around in her belly. And then they say that anybody who says that that little baby cannot be killed, we can't, you know, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't seem to make sense, does it? All right, we got you. All right, well, thank you so much, Lance. Thanks for calling in. I really appreciate <laughs> it. Oh, good topics all. Uh, next up, uh, Bob, last caller before a quickie break. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, good morning. If anybody watched the show or that movie last night that they had about, you know, the insurrection, <laughs> they would have known that uh, President Trump did not call for any kind of help. It was Mike Pence that asked for some security. Didn't President Trump ask for more security days in advance? I vaguely remember something like that or said that it was that it might be worthy and I could be totally mischaracterizing it. Do you happen to remember this was talked about? Uh, yeah, my recollection is that uh, that Trump uh, communicated with Nancy Pelosi and suggested that they bring the National Guard in 20,000 troops for the day, and she uh, declined uh, his request. All right, and anybody who knows more about that, feel free to give us a buzz. Go ahead, Bob. No, I find that as a lie. But uh, I just want to say your one caller yesterday was calling in about Biden being lawless. We're going to China, calling out to China to bring us solar panels. How is that lawless? Until we have enough facilities in our country to build mass solar panels, we need to get them from somewhere. 
where do we get our chips for our cars? And I'm telling you, oh, Biden didn't do nothing for anybody, did he? He's only looking out for the 1%. Well, I'll tell you what. He gave every American that was on unemployment a $10,000 tax write-off in their taxes. He gave families $300 per month per child for a year and a half. So he's trying to help the middle class. And anybody that says Biden is not doing anything, they are so screwed up. All right. We got you, Bob. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Yep. Thanks, buddy. one 800 Oops, scratch that. Don't call right now. We're going to get cooked up with Scott McFarland shortly. we got a caller standing by. I'm going to take the quickie break. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. They were bleeding. They were throwing up. They were, you know, they had... I mean, I saw friends with blood all over their faces. I was slipping in people's blood. All right, that is the uh, police officer who was uh, there last night uh, testifying in front of the January 6th Select Committee, Caroline Edwards. She's a U.S. Capitol police officer. Uh, interesting remark, equating herself, fortunately this was at the beginning, so I saw it, equating herself with uh, her grandfather, who was a U.S. Or, was a U.S. Marine, so defending the country and talked about his experiences in Vietnam. All right, uh, Bob, thank you for calling in. You are on the mark. Last caller before we get uh, Scott McFarlane on the line. Go ahead, sir. Yes, uh, uh, I'm going to say good morning to my neighbor, John Shipman. <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> good morning. How uh, are you this morning? Yes, okay. Uh, when it comes to law enforcement, you know, especially when you uh, live in an area like we do, uh, it's jurisdiction. I mean, wh- whether it's gun laws or, or traffic laws or this or that, you're uh, whatever county uh, and where the state police have authority is on uh, Route 61, but yet the town cops, uh, 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 you know, even within Sunbury, there's different jurisdictions. Therefore, you know, when you're making all these laws and that, the law enforcement people have to, uh, and the people that want the laws in, uh, enforced have to realize where they live dictates wh- uh, what, who's going to respond to a call. So a Capitol Police officer that shot somebody was certainly within his rights if, yes. if it was justifiable. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. that's the... Well, again, you know, you're... Yeah. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, yeah. So gotcha. whether it's the Capitol Police or or the District of Columbia, or, or the state police of Maryland, Virginia, 
and all that, you have all, you know, you know, even when a call comes in here for a fire call with our 911 comm center, uh, all the fire companies respond, no matter where they're from. Okay. All right, so that's yeah. something you have to consider. The you know when a call like that does come in, whose jurisdiction is it? But yet, if it's an emergency like a fire or or or, or, or anything like that, or a flood or anything like that, all the juris all it doesn't matter where people do respond. All right, we got you, Bob. Thank you so much for checking in. Very Thanks, much Bob. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. One of our good listeners on the topic of the environmental, social, and government's rating of things, one of our listeners says, you watch. There will eventually be a personal ESG score, and you will have difficulty getting a mortgage or a car loan if your environmental, social, and governance score is not high enough. It's already in China. Oh, okay. It's so, already there. Okay. All right, yeah, and this is uh, for insuring things, as far as we know. Well, we'll talk about this later, to be continued, ESG. Thank you for the uh, uh, email. We very much appreciate that. We have asked for and received an opportunity to talk to Scott McFarland, the very learned and experienced investigative reporter and CBS News congressional correspondent. We've had an opportunity in the past to talk to him one time, and uh, we appreciate this opportunity. Scott, the most important question I have for you is, how much sleep did you get this morning? <laughs> it, it, nothing coffee can't fix, man. You do it every day. <laughs> you do sleeplessness every day for morning drive. Well, and, that's uh, true. Yep. yep. I was watching the sun, sun come up this morning. People were talking about Mercury and Venus and uh, Jupiter all lined up. It's like, I see it every morning. <laughs> no that's big right. deal. All right. Well, Scott, this is Mark Lawrence. I am uh, the host of the On the Mark show. I sort of portray a bad liberal on the show. And we do have an actual good conservative uh, with us, uh, John. John Shipman is... Good uh, morning, Scott. So morning, guys. we got a bipartisan panel here. Um, well, first of all, these this select committee, why does it matter? I have a feeling folks may tune in and just uh, you know blatantly say, who cares? Why is this important? Where are we headed here with this uh, hearing? I'm glad you asked that, because I had, had this conversation with my wife, and she's like, why are you gone all day and night yesterday? <laughs> We're covering the hearing. But why are we doing hearings, she said. Well, there's a few reasons. First of all, the committee um, has done an unprecedented investigation, and they have a responsibility to show their work. Taxpayer money was expended on it a lot of time, and a lot of the Trump inner circle spent time talking to this committee. They have to show their work. This is step one in doing so. Um, they conducted 1,000 interviews. They collected 140,000 pieces of paper. They've got a lot to winnow down and show the American public, so they need a series of hearings to do it. They're also going to submit a final report, a written report, later this fall. I'm actually told that's the thing you want to read. Um, it's a lot more informative and perhaps easy to follow than these public hearings will be. Um, but there's also some other motivations. I mean, they expect to produce or try to pass legislation, things to prevent future January 6ths from happening. These hearings and this investigation will inform that legislation. They might try to change the electoral count process to prevent it from being gamed in the future or messed with in the future. They may try other pieces of legislation just to stop this from happening again. And they also may make a referral, or at least a recommendation to the Justice Department, to prosecute for this to prosecute some of the players involved. So there's a lot of possibilities at the end of the rainbow. 
Scott, would you say that um, this is more a revealing of the investigation? Uh, you know, hearing is usually where you're trying to actually uh, get the information. It seems to me the committee has the information, uh, and this is not more rather than a hearing. This is more of a of a format to uh, reveal what they have found uh, over in, during their investigation. Is that what would, what's your Spot take? On. Okay. Absolutely. This is the unicorn of congressional hearings. It is one of a kind. Usually, congressional hearings are the last place you want to go to hear a story told because they're unfocused, they're, bi- they're, they're not bipartisan, they're, they're a hot mess. This is different. This is a choreographed, speaking with one voice congressional committee that is telling a story. And th- their mission is to tell a story and show their findings. And what we saw last night was a tease. It was almost like a headline service of here's what we're going to tell you when you read further into the story. That's what last night was, a preview of the hearings to come and the report to come, a summation of what the chapters will be. We haven't really read into the chapters, though, yet. Is part of the purpose of the hearings, uh, especially being on prime time or, or to be televised at all in the future, just to keep it top of the mind, you know, lest we focus too much on inflation? Don't forget, folks, we almost had an insurrection. Yeah, and two points about that. I heard that yesterday from every Republican with whom I spoke. Well, how about a prime time hearing on inflation instead? Well, there's two issues here. First of all, I'm not sure how captivating you can make a primetime televised hearing on inflation. That might be a heavy lift. Um, but more to the point, there is this perspective, especially among the committee members and any number of Americans, including people here in the Commonwealth, that inflation is a grave problem, but a temporary one, one that will eventually, hopefully sooner than later, resolve. Loss of democracy is permanent. And this committee believes they are trying to preserve democracy. They're a backstage stop to the failure of democracy. So their job is imperative and worthy of a primetime hearing. Jim? I I think that uh, where we're at as a country is that... uh, about 40% uh, believe what the committee is doing and saying. About 40% think that it's a waste of time, and, and the rest probably don't yep. care. They'd rather watch something else on TV. Uh, <laughs> what's your take on, on the – I don't think it's – in other words, I don't think it's going to change anybody's minds. That's exactly right. You, you've got the demographic just down. There is a group of Americans who believe this is an attack on our democracy and must be followed through and must be watched. There are some group of Americans, including in our area, that think this was a political theater, a partisan exercise not worthy of anybody's time. And there are others who would rather just watch a rerun of All in the Family. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's where we are. I mean, so it's not entertaining or interesting enough to meet the moment for those Americans. So we have these three different buckets. Can anybody be persuaded? I don't know. I think that everybody's kind of got a baked-in idea of what January 6th was, what Donald Trump was, what his administration was, and there's not a lot of persuadables out there. I also don't think this committee is concerned about that. They want to do a job. They have to do their job, and they can't be worried about changing the hearts and minds of people who will never have their hearts or minds changed or can't be bothered to watch because there's something interesting on a ball game 
for a rerun. <laughs> yeah, I was. we had something else we wanted to watch last night, and my lovely bride reminded me, I think you probably should at least watch the beginning of the hearing. Uh, one of our listeners sends us a note and says, the January 6th committee is nothing but a partisan political ploy to affect the midterms. Democrats have a disaster on their hands, and they need to do anything to distract. What kind of impact on the, the midterms is intended here? I don't believe anybody. Let your listener know, I don't believe anybody in the Democratic Party or leadership here in Washington believes this is going to move the meter for the midterms. I don't think they're working under that idea or that concept. Um, They recognize the hurdles they face in November, the likelihood of them losing their majority, but I don't believe they think this is going to win them seats they wouldn't otherwise win because they recognize there's not a lot of persuadables out there. There are people who could be persuaded if gas prices dropped. There's people who could be persuaded to support a different party if grocery prices didn't hit us every Saturday morning. But I don't think they think people are going to be persuaded by this. I think that uh, maybe the original intent uh, was that, or thought that was that that, that this would uh, help the, their cause. Um, I agree with you that uh, I I think at this point everybody's convinced that it's probably not going to do much to move the needle one way or the other. Yeah, I, that's it's that's not a political reality. These hearings are not designed to win midterm votes that otherwise wouldn't be there. Um, the members of this committee believe it unequivocally. They are trying to preserve democracy. If there's not a message sent from this investigation, a lesson, some deterrence, some accountability, some transparency, this is going to happen again. Because if you don't hold people accountable, if you don't have a deterrence, then there's no risk in 2025, 2029, 2033, on January 6th, for the party that controls the House or Senate to just block the counting of the electoral votes. That's what this committee believes. So they're taking this mission seriously enough that they're going to have six or seven hearings this month, some of them in prime time, and they want an historical record. And it may end up with a changing of how those electoral votes are counted to prevent a recurrence, or maybe a bigger set of deterrents, maybe a prosecution of somebody who may have given rise to this conspiracy. Our last question, this idea that uh, various people, maybe even the president, maybe Nancy Pelosi, or maybe police, asked for more protection, asked for more National Guard, asked for more security. Walk us through what you know about individuals asking for more security prior to the demonstration in Washington that day. Well, let's lead off with the headline from this committee. They said that Donald Trump did not ask for security at all, um, and that instead was watching and celebrating the riot. So but that was that was the top line the committee wanted us to take away. Now we've been hearing for months criticism from House Republicans that Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker, deserves the blame for not properly defending the Capitol. If that's true, and I'm not saying it's not, if that's true, that would be shared blame between the House Speaker and the Senate Majority Leader on January 6, 2021. They share responsibility for oversight of Capitol security. The Senate Republican Leader, Mitch McConnell was the Senate Majority Leader on January 6, 2021. So it's a bit of a dubious point by Republicans to point to just one of the two congressional leaders on that date because there was bipartisan leadership of the Congress on that day. All right, and President Trump never asked for additional security in the days or weeks or the moments before, never asked for security that you know of. 
That's going to be a focus of a later hearing. I think you'll hear about that midweek next week. They're going to drill down deeper on that. I will know more. Scott, thank you so much for all your time and, and your analysis of this. Very much appreciated. Yeah, thanks for Any joining. Time. We appreciate the comments. Appreciate that. Scott McFarlane, and he is from CBS News, congressional correspondent. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, where, oh, we got to take a quickie break. So I'll read uh, one stack of texts, and then we'll take the break, and we'll come back with open phones. Uh, let's see, I read the email about the January 6th committee. Another one says, President Trump wanted the insurrection to happen bad. He's afraid of going to jail. He did agree with the Proud Boys to hang Pence. Thanks, says Bob. So courteous at the end. We're going to hang Mike Pence. Love, Bob. All right. Buzz is a hater. I hear it in his voice. Uh, another listener says, uh, Biden is 100% responsible for the inflation and the shortages. If you, I guess if you want to dole out uh, culpability here, let's not forget that. Another listener says, the show... Uh, Trussell last night by the January 6th committee would make any communist dictator proud. Okay, the show that was on TV last night. The show trial. I think that's supposed to be the show trial. the show trial. Okay. The show trial last night by the January 6th committee would make any communist dictator proud. How does that make sense? What do communist dictators do with TV, if anything? Do you know? Well, a show trial is, you know... Oh, sham trial. I a sham trial. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. right. I got you. Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, that was easy. Anyway, Tom, if you have the courage, watch 2,000 Mules, but I'm sure you do not have it. And another one says, that's 100% responsible for the attempted assassination of Brett Kavanaugh. Why aren't you talking about that? And, oh, Tom, you are insane. If President Trump is responsible for January 6th, then Schumer and Warren are 100, 100 grand responsible for the attempted assassination of Brett Kavanaugh. All right, one 800 795 we got to take this break. We'll be right back. There we go. Thank you so much, Kevin. Her uh, texters say, until the corruption of the 2020 election is prosecuted, democracy is in peril. Uh, the January 6th committee is telling a story. Yep, pure fiction and pure politics. And the only time President Trump called for our military in Washington was for his big parade paid for by the Americans. Thank you very much. All right, let's hit the phones. Harry, you're on the mark. I know you're busy. Sorry you had to wake. Go right ahead. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I didn't see the hearings last night. I worked, um, and I and I would have watched the Yankee game instead. Anyhow, to be honest, <laughs> my biggest um, my biggest take on these hearings is I would like to see a, a total investigation and an explanation as to why on January sixth everybody in the United States it appears could have walked right through and into the Capitol, but on January 5th, you could not have. I would like to have that investigated as to see what changed in those two days security-wise. I think that's an important part of the narrative. I also think I was a little um, taken aback by the, uh, what was his name, Scott, right? The, uh, Scott the gentleman from CBS. Scott McFarlane. I, I was a, yeah, okay. I couldn't remember his last name, but I, uh, I was a little taken aback by I don't care whether it's a compelling narrative. We're not talking about a narrative here in the way that that I think he was, that it was uh, a a ratings bonanza. This is supposed to be, these hearings should be about getting to the quote-unquote truth of what happened. That's the compelling part. The truth is compelling, not whether Americans will sit there and listen to their story and it'll bring great ratings in. The, the narrative should be about getting to the bottom of what was not a not a great day in American history. But I do think 
doesn't it bother anybody else that on one day security was airtight and on another you could have walked a fly through everything? I mean, it's just, I find that somewhat intriguing. Well, the, the perpetrators broke in. They didn't walk in. The initial ones broke in, you know, smashed windows and doors well, and that sort in of thing. In some cases. I guess, yeah. But I but I just think it was awful easy to get around there that day. And, and that's not the way it is any other day. I mean, I've been in Washington and... Uh, and it's not easy to get uh, into any other. I mean, heck, most people can't get into the Capitol. <laughs> there, there's, you're right. There, are, there is some testimony that that uh, the Capitol police opened the door and and let people in and so forth. So, um, uh, you, you, I heard those same reports, and uh, I think that the security was lax. Whether that's because they didn't want to get into a, a confrontation, I don't know. But you, you're right. You can't. Get, I've been to the Capitol a number of times. You can't get. You can't get in. With, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I think. I'm not I'm not sitting here blaming anybody for this. Don't misunderstand. I'm not making the judgment. What I'm saying, though, is I think if we're going to get to the bottom of everything, then let's get to the bottom of it and 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 talk about why why this happened, because that's, uh, you know, the whole story gets lost in, in so many, so many things anymore. We We are so partisan anymore that there are no. There, you know, there. Everything's an extreme view. Well, this can't be extreme. This has to. Let's cut everything to the nuts and bolts. Start out from from ground ground zero and work all the way up to the penthouse to see why this happened. And un- unless we're going to do that, then this whole hearing is just a waste of time, money, and effort. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Harry. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in. Very much appreciated. Have a good weekend. All right, we got another Thank minute you. with Al. Go ahead, sir. Last caller before a quickie break. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I know why we can't get to the bottom now. He just kind of said it at the end, because Pelosi and McConnell, Mitch McConnell, China Mitch, um, the turtle, the rhino, well, I don't know what species, but I, don't, I shouldn't go there. But anyways, I know why we can't get to the bottom is because Mitch was is also responsible and Pelosi's responsible. And they just cannot have Donald Trump come back in here and start exposing all this stuff when he becomes, hopefully in 2024, God willing, the president of the United States, the most powerful man in the world, and straighten things out. I mean, we we need him back. So that's uh, <laughs> why they, they don't want him back as much as a lot of people don't wanting back. So All right. that's why we got you. we'll never get to the bottom of it. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling Bye. in again. Appreciate that. All right. One of our listeners says, people who really think the January 6th incident was a coup or an insurrection also believe the 2020 election was the most secure election ever and that President Biden received more votes than any president in history and that the Electoral College should be done away with and that there are more than two genders and that a man can have a baby. The whole production about January 6th is nothing more than trying to prevent President Trump and anyone who supports him from being able to run for office again. We've heard that about 
about four times today that all of this this whole thing is to keep President Trump from running again. Anyway, but if uh, President Trump truly lost to Biden in 2020, then why are we so scared of him? Another listener says, oh, I see you're running an equal opportunity show. Left-wing wackos are like Tom are allowed to call. <laughs> yes, uh, there's a lot of name-calling going it on. Sure there. Is. That today? <laughs> anyway, uh, another person says, Tom must be a glutton for punishment. Actually, it says Tom must be a gluten for punishment, but I know what you mean. Tom must be a glutton for punishment. He listens daily to the most biased radio program on the air. <laughs> okay. And another person says, good morning, gentlemen. The only thing I'm interested in today is what time do the ratings come in <laughs> for CBS? I think he's wondering whether whether CBS had a good evening last night as far as the ratings or if most people turned them off. So anyway. Well, but it's not just CBS. No. The other no, ones. Yeah, there were three or four channels that carried so, it. So. Right. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We've got one caller standing by, and uh, we'll take another. We'll probably have time for one additional call. Oh, we have one more text. One of our listeners says one January 6th defendant was let off charges because video showed the cops let them in. All right. To be continued. Call us now. 1-800-795-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is my theme. You hear it once in a while. I, this is, I love to hear it. It means I get to turn some computers off and unplug <laughs> and actually push the Amazon Music button on my phone for five minutes. So, oh, yeah. Nice. Hey, I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company very quickly here. I want you to know about the Sunbury Motor Company because you can go visit them on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummelsworth, the Kia dealership. Find out about the new electric Kia. Boy, it is getting rave reviews. And guess what? Unlike many Kias, it's available. So check it out. Uh, and they also have electric Tellurides and hybrid Tellurides, so that is uh, one of the top ten vehicles in the world. That's no, not kidding. That's Consumer Reports. But North Forest Street in Sunbury, they got a couple of F-150s there, a couple of Explorers, a couple of uh, the not the Echo, but the Escapes are there. So they got a couple of SUVs to choose from there, and a ton of perfectly good-looking used cars, as near as I can tell, at uh, North Forest Street Plaza. And check out their address online, the website SunburyMotors.com, or visit the Quick 
Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Whether you need a new Ford, Hyundai, or Kia, or a pre-owned vehicle, or your vehicle aligned, body work done, you want to get pumped up with nitrogen, they'll take care of you at the Sunbury Motor Company. They would just love to super serve you, as they have many, many, many people in the past. Sunbury Motors, sunburymotors.com. All right, Dan, thank you for your patience. I don't know how long you wait. This must have seemed like an hour. But you are now on the mark. Thanks for calling in. And we got about 90 seconds each. I think it's very ironic that they say Trump was trying to ferment a coup d'etat. You know, for four years, the left has been trying to have a coup against Trump. They had a couple impeachments. They tried to use Article 25. They said he's off his rocker. They And... They complained about his health when he's in perfect condition. And it's ironic that they mention a coup d'etat. That is crazy when they tried to have their own. Well, I don't think they they didn't. They certainly didn't make President's life any easier, President Trump. But I don't think they tried to deep pose him per se, but maybe I missed something. The, the first yep. impeachment was while he was still president. <laughs> Yep, and they they tried to they wanted to get rid of him. They don't they wanted they didn't like the press secretary. She <laughs> could she went out to eat, and Trump voters they didn't like them. And by the way, Trump had a meeting January the fourth. Chiefs of staff were there. The Secretary of Defense was there, and they. Trump said we ought to call 20 National Guards. All right, we got to hit the next caller. Thank you so, so much, Dan. So that's, he, he did not have zero to do with the All right. White House, or the, or the, yeah, the Capitol building. <laughs> All right, we got you. Thank you, Dan. Zero to do with it. All right, thank you, Joe. Last caller. You only get a minute because I just hate to cut people off mid-sentence. Go ahead. All right. That's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll get to the music. Uh, all right, I agree with Al though the, about the about Mitch uh, that uh, by, after the election and Trump wasn't elected, Mitch was ready to get rid of him. He he just seen that was uh, didn't want to share the power. But uh, also by McFarland, uh, what I really think is the fact that they have the ability for a criminal referral, and they're not they're not going to maybe move the needle too much on 2022. But if they have the ability to put up. A felony on Donald Trump. That that's the goal of the committee because they are so nervous about him and worried about that he'll run in 2024. Right. Recommended charges. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. I don't think anybody said that today. So Joe, thank you for that. Thank you, John. Thanks. Thank for you. Always in. a pleasure, Mark. And thank you, everybody who listened and participated and texted and wrote letters. You made another great show for the archives. Thank you. This is WKOK Sunbury.